Hey y'all, Sovox here. Welcome to the VR Chat Show. Today we're going to be interviewing some great guys over here. First up, we have Cameron, who is the uh, creative director here at Rec Room. We have Josh, who is the experienced team leader. We have John, the experienced team leader. And we also have Ryan, the art director. So, along with them, we also have a whole bunch, and I mean a whole bunch of people out here in the audience, some great YouTubers. We have Chris, or Shughead Gaming. We have AJ from PSDR Underground. We have Skiva from Between Realities. We also have Alex from Between Realities. We have Ryan from the VR Grid. Will, which is, uh, that guy is Will VR. We have Betty, which is Creepy Betty PSVR. We have Justin, which is Just Incredible VR. Love that name. We have Jason, <laughs> the, the Livinator VR. And we also have some special guests. We have V-Bunny and Hambone, Nathy, and Zimtok. So, uh, we also have a whole crew that's working this room together. We have Velp, which is the show editor and animations. We have Noctado, which is the artist and the community support slash marketing for Rec Room. We have Misery, who is an artist. Betty, who's an artist. Mystery, who is an artist. Undog, who's an artist. Marisa, who is an artist and design creative community for Rec Room. We also have the people helping out with the cameras, which is Pal and a few good tacos. Like I said, we got a whole lot of people in here today. Glad you're here, though. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so first up, we would like to uh, go ahead and wish Rec Room, you guys, a happy fifth anniversary. Rec Room released way on back, June 1st, 2016. So happy birthday, right on, guys. Thank you. Thank happy you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's it's this is a big milestone for us. We had no idea we would make it this far. So so far, so good. And thank you to everyone who plays Rec Room. It's been uh, it's been quite the journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first up, let's go ahead and get you guys a little bit better if y'all could give us a little bit of a backstory to yourself your history and for those that are not informed about what record is i don't know how they don't but there are still people out there that have no idea it's crazy give us a little bit of a records history as well Sure. Okay. Well, hey, uh, maybe we'll do introductions first and then we can talk a little bit about what Rec Room is. So I'm Cam, aka Gribbly, uh, one of the co-founders of Rec Room, um, the creative director. Um, and yeah, my background is basically, this is, I think, my 25th year in the video game industry. Um, so I've just been making games for uh, a long time. And Rec Room has been the one that I've been working on for the last five years. And I got to say, one of the craziest. <laughs> I'm also one of the co-founders of Rec Room. I'm sort of, of uh, our co-experiences team lead. So we work on sort of stuff like uh, the orientation that we just shipped and in the past things like Quest and Paintball and stuff like that. Um, I've also come from the video game industry. So before this worked at Xbox and Nintendo Games for a little while. Yeah, but in the last five years, making Rec Room with all these folks. All right, my name's John. I'm a game designer as well and started the company with these guys. Uh, at my time at Rec Room, I've spent most of my time on sort of what we would call our first party content, like the Rec Room original games and stuff like that. So early stuff like disc golf and paddle ball all the way up through paintball and quests and laser tag and all that fun stuff. Um, these days, still looking at sort of first party experiences going forward. Uh, most recently working on orientation with Josh and Ryan and uh, a big part of that one that Hey, made me feel like was a really exciting beat was we got to dedicate a whole room to it to creators and you guys in our creative community. Uh, we finally got to do that. Yeah. By the way, fun fact, uh, John is the voice of Stunt Runner. So if you want to embarrass him later, make him say, <laughs> Stunt Runner! <laughs> Not <some goblins>. Watch <laughs> out! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, he's also, he's also all of the goblins in Golden Trophy. <laughs> <gasps> nice. <laughs> you can probably cool. tell us what they're actually saying. I'd love to hear that. Let's see, for me, so I'm Ryan, our character mm -hmm. here on Rec Room, mm -hmm. and then yeah, I come from indie games mm -hmm. in the past. I come from uh, 
bigger studios, come from TV. Uh, so yeah, excited to jump in the rec room and been been here since the beginning. So it's been fun to, to see everything grow in this wild ride and everything. So if y'all can go ahead and give us a, a little bit of backstory to what rec room really is. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I mean, these days we call rec room uh, radically cross-platform social UGC app. Um, but, you know, as, as most of the people here know, we kind of started back in 2016 um, as a VR only app. And so really like when Rec Room first came out, uh, you know, the, the, this group of folks with a, with a few others of our co-founders, we were basically, we were like, all right, you know, VR is coming out, the Oculus, uh, the Vive, there's like all this cool new stuff that you can do. And we were like, someone is going to make the Wii Sports of VR. Uh, maybe we should make the Wii, Wii Sports of VR. So that was kind of one of the original ideas for um, for Rec Room was like, we should make the Wii Sports of VR. It'll be like mini games. And then we were like, okay, well, like we want it to like last forever, you know, kind of uh, it was the idea. So what what would make Wii Sports endlessly interesting? And that's kind of really where we got the social idea, which was like, well, the thing that's endlessly interesting is meeting other people and playing with them. So if we could make like a Wii Sports MMO, that would kind of be crazy. And, you know, mm -hmm. and so the original DNA of Rec Room is basically social Wii Sports. Um, and then, you know, we got that going and we were really, we felt really lucky to find an audience very quickly. Like, um, you know, we shipped the first version of Rec Room. We actually started from a standing start. I think, you know, probably it was you, Josh, wrote the first line of code, um, <laughs> you know, 99 days before we shipped into early access on Steam. So it was a very quick initial development. We yeah. did disc golf and dodgeball and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Like we shipped the game onto steam and like we pressed the button to set it live and we were just like, okay, now what? And it was really, really exciting to see people from all around the world kind of like download the game and like appear in the game. And we would like go meet them on the disc golf course and be like, Hey, who the hell are you? And they'd be like, well, I'm here from Paris. And you'd be like, holy crap. Um, and you know, one really amazing thing is apart from the occasional downtime where we've had to like take the servers offline for big upgrades or whatever. Um, I think since June 1st of 2016, Rec Room has literally never been empty, you know, which was in the early days was not a given. We were like, we don't know if anyone will show up. It was like throwing a party and like, will anyone turn up? Um, but yeah, from day one, there was people in there and it was just 24 seven. And really all it's done since then is just grow and grow and grow, which has just been absolutely insane. But that was basically the start of it. Any, anything you guys would add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think the things that stand out to me is just sort of how we've grown since then and how we've grown from that. The initial Wii Sports VR and and you know done all of these things that at the time we said we would never do. Uh, <laughs> you know, when we first were working on that that version, we shipped in 99 days. There were a bunch of things like, well, we're never going to have a shooting mini game. We're never going to have controller support. And all these things. Like yeah, we we'll never have smooth locomotion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. it'll be teleport only forever. Um, but but I think you know really what. What we nailed really early on was this feeling of community and listening to people and having this this sort of source of inspiration. Um, but things have been there from the very beginning. So things like paintball, yeah. things like all the locomotion, yeah, come from that. Yeah, I can remember those early days where we would post online and we would get a dozen people in the game, and it felt like such a gift to have these people here playing with us, yeah. and it grew really quick and. I think, you know, when we went from just a, a Wii Sports game where there's dodgeball and things, really quickly we heard like, hey, we want a more competitive games and we want more co-op games. So that got us to really flex our creative skills like, hey, I love working on shooting games. How's a way to make that work in Rec Room? Or, you know, other people on the team were really passionate about dungeon crawler kinds of things. So we went and built that kind of stuff. So we had paintball and we had quests. But the point where I think it was a real breakthrough for 
the company and the, the service of Rec Room was, hey, uh, people started asking for things like escape rooms or puzzle games, and I'm just like, okay, I suck at making <laughs> puzzles. <laughs> like, I don't, know if, I don't know if we can grow the app at a rate that keeps it interesting them as, as people want it to be. Um, and so, yeah, UGC and the creative tools is really what sort of made Rec Room this thing that's capable of growing and expanding at a rate that can keep anybody interested and sort of there's something for everybody out there. Like, cause I, you know, us on the team, we're certainly not going to think of all the cool stuff you guys do. Well, I did, you know, I, did, I just was thinking as, as these guys were talking, I was like, you know, this, this group of people in this room is like, this would have been the concurrent user base of Rec Room in July of 2016. <laughs> You know, we would have been like delighted to see this many people online across the entire app, um, yeah. which is hilarious. You know? it's probably, to think about. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think about how much time we spent, you know, being concerned with and problem solving around this problem we called crickets. Mm -hmm. There's just not enough people playing Rec Room to be in five games at the same time. How can you fill a game of paintball when everyone's in dodgeball? Because there's right. 25 people playing, right? And, you know, how, how <laughs> of a luxury it is today that that's just so much less yeah. of a problem, right? Yeah, we got plenty of other stuff to worry about, but <laughs> yeah, right, not we that worry right, about right, that one not. less. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So how's it affected your team to be the most successful VR game to date, being valued at $1.25 billion? Well, Soul Fox, we've, we've gone mad with power, you know? Absolutely. We just, uh, <laughs> we, just we, we basically sit on top of a giant pile of money and just laugh. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. No. Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, the, 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 the um, you know, honestly, I don't think it's been, you know, uh, obviously it's great. We feel very validated, you know, to, to have found an audience in VR and now cross platform and to have been, you know, we don't think of ourselves as like, you know, the most successful VR game or whatever. We, we think of ourselves as part of the VR journey, you know, like we are, we were happy to be early on this kind of like new, you know, this new era of VR that really started with the Vive and the Rift. Um, and this resurgence that we've seen. So we're just really proud to have been a part of that story, you know, so it's just been exciting and it's, it's great to see that coming along. You know, I personally, I'm a huge fan of the quest Two. just like, I'm, I'm big into like the kind of mainstream hardware that anyone can afford. And like, you're going to get like millions and millions of headsets out there. So I'm on a quest Two right now. Um, so I just, you know, I just love to see the evolution. We love being a part of it. And as for the, you know, and as for the valuation and stuff like that, like it's, it's just really been, I think a validation of, you know, what we're doing, I think has a future, you know, like this kind of, uh, you know, like John was saying that, you know, creating a platform where anyone can create stuff, like people can create amazing rooms like this that I've never seen before, <laughs> you know, and I'm just coming here. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. You know, it, I think it's really, we feel very validated and we feel very fortunate that we've got, you know, uh, resources now that we can hire the team and scale the company and just keep investing in rec room across all of the platforms we're on. Um, and so, you know, it's funny, like I, even though we're celebrating our fifth birthday, I honestly really feel like we are just getting started. You know, I look back and I'm just like, there's so much more to do. There's so much more potential. Um, you know, so I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that, but that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like incredibly lucky, incredibly grateful and really excited about just, you know, what the, what the next five years is going to look like. Yeah. I think that really sums it up for me. Just so much <laughs> opportunity now to make things even better and to make, you know, this wasn't possible five years ago. What will be possible in five years from now? Like this will this will give us the opportunity to make that that transition again. Like it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, success. Um, it's not like we've reached a peak and we're happy, right? It's like it, we've earned a chance to keep working on it. Yeah, you know, like 
you know, the valuation or funding or any of this is just like, Hey, the real gift is we get to keep doing this and we get to keep trying more and more and doing better job. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredibly like validating mm -hmm. to, to have that, that valuation, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, mm -hmm. there's also a lot of responsibility and a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, emphasis put onto it where it's like, okay, well, what can we do now with this? What is this going to unlock for the future us for us? So on the team level, it's really fun to think about like, Hey, we have a lot more resources now. What can we do? What can we unlock for everyone? So, so that's, that's fun to think about as well. Absolutely. You know, I started back in 2017, back in January, and seeing Rec Room go from that to what it is now has been a crazy experience. And, you know, the way you put it, it's an infinite game. That's that's how I try to, like, bring people to Rec Room. Like, you don't understand. You can do anything. You can look for any room whatsoever. If you want to search in tacos, there's probably 17 rooms full of tacos right. waiting for you to go explore. There's anything. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I know what one of the one funny experience. One funny. Experience. We even have tacos here. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. We found out tacos. We got tacos right here. The, um, I was I was gonna say like I, I remember one moment that really stuck out to me, and you you'll be able to date this anecdote because of the references I'm about to use. But like it was shortly after we had created the invention system, so that you could like move objects from room to room that you created. And I remember um, our CEO, Nick, and I were in the game together and we we're just like screwing around and like looking at the inventions people were creating. And uh, we were like, all right, we want to see if we can put baby Yoda in a cyber truck because it was right after the <laughs> right after the Mandalorian had come out and right after they had announced the cyber truck. And so we went online and we were just amazing. We were like, all right, we found like four cyber trucks and three baby Yodas and like <laughs> one inside the other. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> we also have some, uh, some you know, fantastic questions from all the people here in the audience today. So we're going to go ahead and divert our attention to them. I think first up we have um, Ryan. Yeah, I guess that's me. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Rec Room's five years old. How the heck is this game still free? How have you guys been able to maintain that free-to-play uh, structure while still growing? Well, I mean, you know, Rec Room's not entirely. It's free to download. And, like, it's actually funny because we, um, we're still in early access on Steam. And you can still read the original early access blurb that I wrote in, like, you know, May of 2016. And we said, Rec Room will always be free. You'll always be able to play it for free. Um, and that's true. And we, we intend to keep it that way. Um, but, you know, but obviously we have things you can, you can buy tokens and you can buy avatar stuff. And, and, you know, we should all be very grateful to our Rec Room Plus subscribers who kind of help us with our revenue and keeping the lights on. Um, but, you know, like the, the, you know, we, we are just like pretty much any free to play game. You know, we want to, we want a free to play experience so that we can bring everyone together and then have some options for people to spend money on so that we can keep the lights on. But that's, you know, there's no, not really any magic to it apart from that. But yeah, does, does that answer the question? Like, you know, it's, it's you, know, we, you know, we're not entire free and, you know, we're always looking for interesting ways that we can like, you know, create a, 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 a fair kind of thing where we feel like, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to spend money on this. You know, we're, we're fortunate that we have players who like really enjoy Rec Room and think of it as kind of a hobby. And so they're happy to kind of put some money into it on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the pattern that we'll, we'll keep going uh, moving forward. Um, and, you know, we're, we're increasingly exploring kind of like giving more options for people who build rooms to monetize their rooms directly. And then you can kind of like, you know, go into the create a payout program and actually kind of get money out of it at the other end. So if you, you know, want to be a really serious creator in Rec Room, you, you can make money on it as well as us. Um, so, yeah, make no mistake, you know, we, we're, we're a business and we try and think about, you know, we, we, we can't be a, a charity, obviously. But we do want to have that free experience always because we're a social game. And so we want to have people, you know, able to socialize and dip their toe in the pool for free. Next up, we have a question from Shughead. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us all on this amazing 
environment and thanks uh, for bringing to VR something that's uh, very, very special and probably one of the main reasons that VR is continuing to push forward into the masses. So thanks for that. Thanks for the kind My words. Question, that's really nice. Well, it's very earned. My question to you guys is, um, you you are definitely kind of the OGs of this of the VR social world, but now you've got uh, you know like Facebook Horizons and you've got VR Chat. I'm curious. I mean, I could probably answer this question for you, but I'm curious how you guys see yourself in that mix. Like, how do you differentiate yourself, and and how do you how do you see yourself continuing that differentiation moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's it's testament to the kind of like power of bringing people together in in VR and across platforms that I think you know you're you're seeing a lot of you know really interesting uh, products being created here. Um, I think you know we we really think of ourselves as playing our own game. You know, I think we are really interested in being on all platforms. So being a kind of really really cross platform experience is important to us, and really trying to you know solve the the really interesting design problem of how do you bring people together, you know, on devices as various as a VR headset to a phone, to a PlayStation, to an Xbox, to whatever else we, we come out on. Um, you know, we think, we think that's a big differentiator for us. Um, we think kind of like the way we're thinking about creation and the kind of like the creative ecosystem we're creating, we feel like is, is a pretty different way of approaching it. Um, you know, if you look at something like Roblox, where all of the creation takes place in a separate app, um, you know, we think that's very different to what we're doing where creation is social. And, you know, we could literally interrupt this interview, break out the making pen and build something new, like right now as a group, if we wanted, you know, that's pretty unique. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we, we honestly mainly spend most of our time thinking about what are we doing? You know, we think if, um, if, if, if we're going to screw something up, it'll probably be because we screw it up, not because a competitor comes and screws it up for us. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess my one final question is, I guess I, I, the way I would have answered that question for you guys, I think personally was it, I think you guys seem very much more uh, accessible to a younger audience. I feel like it's yeah. It just feel it's friendlier. It's safer. It just it just mm -hmm. seems to be um, more geared that way. And, and I guess I'm just curious, like as you move forward, is that something that you kind of want to you know maintain? You know, there's a few different ways to think about that because you know, like my my sort of half joking answer when people ask me like, who is Rec Room for? And my basic answer is everybody but assholes. You know, that, that's basically my uh, my answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, you know, but it's true, definitely. You know, like I think we we definitely appeal to a younger audience, and you know, we're we're lucky to have a kind of like you know uh, a kind of bunch of people in that kind of younger age group who have a a lot of time and energy to to, to commit to a game. So you know, it's a great audience to have a relationship with. Um, but I think as we, as the, the, as the community grows, really what we're trying to do is, uh, is allow sub communities to form. And I think, you know, our, our efforts here are not perfect yet. We've got a lot of iteration to do with features like clubs and things like that. But the intention is kind of to allow people to find, we think of it as find your people, find your fun and make sure it's a welcoming community so that you're not kind of bouncing off because people are being mean to you. Um, but we're, really, we're actually really comfortable with like having older communities form, having younger communities to form. We just, we really, really want to invest in great tools so that like-minded people can find each other and kind of spend time doing the things that they want to do, playing the kinds of things they want to play with. And it's just kind of really natural to kind of find your community in Rec Room and not be too opinionated about, well, we only want, you know, 13 to 15 year olds, or we only want 21 year olds or whatever. We want everybody unless you're an asshole. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Love that inclusivity. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look back at our stores, 
description, it says, you know, fun and welcoming uh, community from people from all walks of life. Um, I think I messed up a little bit. But, uh, you know, like that's what we focus on. You know, that is, you know, one of the, the core things that we're constantly developing around. Yeah. And, you know, we're not making these choices like, okay, we're, we're looking to add this feature for a 30-year-old. It's like, no, we're looking for a fun and welcoming community. And then that's going to draw in uh, players from, from all age groups. Uh, it just so happens that, you know, some of them right now are young, but, you know, it's, it still has a large spread across the entire demographic. Yeah. yeah. So have you all well, actually met, like, the grandparents that play Rec Room? They're the sweetest, yeah, sweetest people. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I've, we have a couple of rec center mods who are kind of older folks, you know, who are in their 60s and in their 70s. And, like, man, I love hanging out with those folks. And, like, um, I, I forget her name, but I, I met I met, I met, met one of our mods the other day who calls herself the Gaming Granny. And she's just awesome. She's got, like, way more energy than I do. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, hope, hopefully we can have people from, from like Ryan said, all walks of life enjoy Rec Room. You know, whatever device you got, whatever age you are, whatever you're into, um, within reason. Yeah. Right. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. All right. So our next question comes up from AJ. Hey, guys. Uh, AJ from PSR Underground. Really nice to meet you, and thank you for uh, being here today. And uh, <clears throat> really love to personally thank whoever idea, whoever's idea it was for Crescendo of the Moon. Uh, that was awesome. I'm a huge Castlevania. Fan. I think so. that's that's that. these three. That's these three plus a whole bunch of the rest of the team. But uh. big, 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 big fan of that man. Thank you. Um, but my question is: uh, so you mentioned that you have been on. You know, one of your goals has been to be on multiple platforms. You've been on PC, both flat and VR. You've been on PS4, both flat and VR. Uh, recently, Xbox and of course uh, iOS as well. Uh, do you guys plan on uh, moving to any other headsets as well, expanding beyond that or any other platforms? And, you know, in particular stuff like maybe PSVR 2, which was recently announced uh, in the future? Yeah, so PSVR 2, for sure, we are really interested in. So, um, you know, that looks like a great platform for us. You know, we've, we've, we've had a great relationship with Sony and the PlayStation user base. Um, PSVR has been a great platform for us. Um, and so, yeah, PSVR 2, I think, is going to be great because, you know, it brings up the performance. It's got the better controllers, which I think will make the experience a lot better. Um, so we're pretty excited for the PSVR 2. I think you'll see us there for sure. Um, other headsets, you know, I think it really, I think given the amount of platforms we're on and, and the scale we're at, we are typically not going to be the very first app on, you know, some of the newer entrants into the VR headset markets, you know, because people ask us from time to time about, like, you know, the various VR peripherals, peripherals like, you know, there's kind of haptic vests or there's treadmills you can walk on or there's like tracking devices. I think we are typically not going to be the, the tip of the spear on that stuff. We will, because, you know, VR is such a great and amazing, uh, you know, development environment. There's a lot of people kind of out there experimenting and doing really kind of interesting experiments. So I think we'll kind of be the second wave of like, all right, when we see a headset mm -hmm. or something get traction, we'll be like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll start thinking about how to port to it. So you won't see us there first, but you... But yeah, if it's if it's a you know a, a headset with a chance of going mainstream, we want to be on if possible. Um, we basically want to be on anything that'll play Rec Room, and that we think a lot of people will have. We're 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 really we're really pretty agnostic about about what it is, and you know we've we've bitten off a lot of challenges in terms of like figuring out the controls and figuring out the performance. So we'll we'll try anything at this point. Oh, that's that's <laughs> great, man. It's it's been awesome to over the years, you know, been playing this for years and stuff and mm -hmm. seeing it evolve and I really look forward to seeing how it evolves in the future, you guys. So keep up the great. Hey, awesome. Cool. Thank you. Answer is haptics, PSVR2 haptics, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh once we're on PS5 
why can we sell that as a, or once we're on PSVR 2, we can sell that as we optimize the game to run really well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That was a loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're welcome, PlayStation, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next okay. question is coming in from Alex. So Alex VR right there. One of the things that I've noticed about Rec Room is the – it's it's easy to see, like, or it's easy to distinguish, right? Like the avatars have a distinct look to them, and I imagine that when they were being designed, it was almost like a limit, uh, almost like a limitation, you know? Like, okay, we got to keep things simple because it needs to be optimized. But as as technology gets more powerful, it's going to kind of be your choice to like either choose it as like a stylized design, right, or you know, like go along with what what you're able to do with the hardware. So I'm curious, like, do you guys have a trajectory for that? Like, do you kind of plan on keeping the aesthetic the way it is, or do you think you're going to be entertaining more options as hardware allows you to? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I say, like, for the immediate, just answer directly, like, immediate future, we'll plan to keep it stylized. But, um, you know, moving forward, like, if you think this, like, 10 years down the line or something crazy like that, um, you know, like, hardware is going to get deprecated and, like, at a certain point, like, Quest 1 isn't even going to be supported mm-hmm. anymore by, by, uh, mm-hmm. by, by Facebook. So, like, at a certain point, like, those will go away. So, I think you'll see some like larger fidelity pushes kind of once uh, the the really low end platforms kind of go by the wayside. Um, so like for the immediate future, like, yeah, the stylized look uh, was an intentional choice. It allows us to be on so many different platforms all at the same time. Like some people are probably on the Quest 1 right now and, you know, people are on high end PCs and we can interact and, and talk to each other and build together. And, you know, if we did not have that, stylized platform choice we would not be able to support that uh, concurrently together so it enables us to do more we hope to continue to do that um farther down the line we'll, we'll probably reevaluate that as uh, hardware numbers uh increase and become more powerful but yeah the art, the art team definitely talks about like the, i think they've got they've got definitely interesting plots and schemes for bringing up the fidelity over time i think there's a lot of cool stuff we could do um, yeah, yeah. Like, personally, I'm a see, huge... like some of the some of the small things that you'll see like mm-hmm. over time, like you know, those, you know, mm-hmm. you can get more faces. We have you know body shapes and face shapes. Um, we're working on some some cool features for the hair and all that. So like it's been it's been fun to see how we can continue to push more of what we have right now without drastically like going back to the to the drawing board and starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. If I could give Ryan a, a, a quick compliment, like one of the real big challenges Ryan stepped into as becoming a director on the team was in camp words, we want to someday we want to run on battery powered headsets that are basically cell phones. <laughs> and so that was a lot, that was a lot going into the constraints Ryan had to work with. And so I think this is something that when I just approach rec room as a fan and somebody who plays our stuff and enjoys it, I do see that as a differentiator relative to some other products out there is um, there's a real like unifying aesthetic to all this stuff. And that's really all Ryan and his team sort of looking down the road and knowing we want people to feel like they belong in a place and it's all of a universe. And uh, I think the avatars are really where that starts. Um, you know, you see each other and you recognize the features and you you all feel like you're part of the same universe. I, I really appreciate that about Rec Room. Yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. a foundation. Like you could strip, right, strip away this entire world right now and just have it be a solid color. And we can still have a, you know, mm-hmm. conversation. We can still, you know, have an experience together and it be identifiable mm-hmm. as a as a dif- differentiator across other products. So like that in itself is mm-hmm. a success in my eyes. And on um on legs and stuff like that, like I think we 
we probably will like for stuff like that. We, we use uh, the creation tools as kind of a playground because, you know, you've got animations and the, the more powerful we make the creation tools, the more capable our creators are of experimenting with stuff like that. So I'd say like, you know, we have no plans to do anything like that on the avatar, but you might see some experiments pop up in the kind of creation tools and the animations and the, and all that kind of stuff. So if you're going to see kind of more full body avatars, you would see it in kind of a, like a more of a costume context. So we're getting mechs. Oh yeah. Other than everyone's yeah. getting a mandatory neck, everyone will have to have a neck. Oh no, no, I said, I said mech. <laughs> oh, mech. I thought you said mech. <laughs> yeah, it's you're gonna have a giant neck. <laughs> but yeah, you can you can kind of imagine like you know we want to support animated characters and kind of like the ability to make AI NPCs in the uh, in your rooms and stuff like that. Like all over time, right? You know with. Now that CV2 is mm -hmm. rolled out, you know, we've got a much more capable scripting system. So you can imagine once you've got the ability to make kind of like full body NPCs, we sort of won't, even if we wanted to stop them, which we don't, we wouldn't be able to stop creators like attaching that to the <laughs> yeah. avatar. Um, but, but, you know, we, we always think of it as like, that's why we, I really like the costume system because I really like the idea that, you know, these very stylized rec room avatars are like, this is you, this, you know, this is me in rec room is, is this, this appearance. But I like being able to go to rooms and put on all kinds of crazy costumes and like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's exactly like it works in the real world. Like I'm me, but you know, I can go to a costume party or I can go and, you know, dress up in some crazy way for Halloween and, you know, and experiment with another identity for a while. Personally, I really like that yeah. dynamic. So, you know. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. you're not you anymore. <laughs> you're, you're still yeah, grizzly exactly. snapped in. One of my favorite, uh, uh, creation parts was, uh, it's like two years ago. It was like, a room just pants or something. So our next question is going to be coming in from Skiva from Between Realities. Skiva, go ahead. Hey, guys. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you guys. I am a big fan of anyone whose mission's life is to bring people together. I think it's awesome what you guys do. Um, that being said, I'd like to ask you a question. I, mean, I think it's amazing that you guys constantly keep updating this game uh, with new items, adventures, and tools uh, for builders to use. How much work goes into preparing these items? Uh, what, how do you guys kind of pick uh, what you're going to work on next and what kinds of things that you want to bring into the game? I could speak a little bit on the tool side. So I, uh, I've spent most of my time on sort of our first party experiences stuff, but for about a year and a half, I was with the UGC team as a design lead over there. Um, and I did many of these AMA videos with uh, Harry Manlegs where we field <laughs> questions about our creative tools and then we sort of talk to team members who know stuff about them, and then we answer them to the community. Um, and for for the tools and the creative tools teams, they really come in from all kinds of channels. So just a few to call out would be our creative community. So Marisa here runs classes. She's got a whole bunch of teachers who run classes, and we sort of get the most genuine, unfakeably enthusiastic signal from that crew of builders constantly. And so we always have really good insights coming in from Marisa and, and that crew. Um, but beyond that, we have the AMAs where we sort of feel what are the most popular questions on Reddit that people are asking about our build tools. And then we respond to those. And then we would do um, live Q&As with our, our builder audience. So we would let in 30 to 40 people and they would come in and just ask us questions like, and there's really no script. It's just what's the top, what's uh, what's top of mind. What are you thinking about? And sometimes we would have some guardrails of like today we're going to talk about circuits, and that was always really helpful. We would get a good sense from the room of people saying, "Hey, I'm trying to build this type of experience," and uh, 
here's the parts that really fall down with your tools or there isn't really a way to do this. How might we do it? And sometimes it would be people in the audience who are other creators would help them brainstorm and come to a solution. And other times we'd find, you know, there really isn't a good way to do that. Um, and we would sort of take those insights back to the planning process and sort of think of those as our next big tools iterations. And that team has only gotten bigger since then. And I would say what they're doing is that plus a lot more. So you'll see big things like Circuits V2 going out. That is, we're taking that seriously enough and it's robust enough that there's actually a team dedicated to just making circuits better and more expressive over time. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is just like everything else in Rec Room. See what our audience is using, see what they love, see what they hate about it, and kind of fold that into how can we make everything better. Yeah. Sort of one thing I guess awesome. I'll add to that, you know, you kind of call that we have Thank a team you. dedicated to circuits, and we have just a couple of different teams that are focused on sort of the different aspects of Rec Room that we want to be constantly improving and working on. And so at a really sort of high level, we sort of talk about Rec Room as being a place where you play, you create, and you socialize. And so we sort of have teams that are dedicated to those three missions. And, and by sort of having these different teams working sort of in parallel, it means it's possible for sort of every team to be shipping something every week without them needing to spend only a week working on it. So we can kind of keep the whole company busy, the whole team working on good stuff, and kind of stay focused on these different aspects. So example, circuits or the team that, that John and I are leading now, our experiences team working on, again, that sort of first party content and, and, and that play. Yeah, and then specifically talking about like, hey, how much work goes into preparing items like this? It, it really does depend, you know, like for, you know, I see a few people in the, in the audience that have crowns on, on their heads. And like, you know, something like that for the art team, you know, that's like, okay, well, it's going to take like, you know, probably a little less than a week for us to make. But, um, but it can really scale up to, to different sizes. So like we just released lattes and uh, coffee for the consumable. Um, and that can take, you know, a lot more time from an artist, but also it's like, it's a collaborative experience, you know, it's teams working together to get things done. So I believe like John did a lot of work on the audio for that consumable. Uh, we drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Drink a lot of coffee. Then we had another uh, designer help out and then another developer come in and, and help out on the programming side. So, so things kind of scale, you know, and, and so that's kind of like a medium sized project. And then you have like the large scale projects like an RRO which could take like an entire quarter. Um, and that's, you know, multiple teams coming together to, to deliver uh, something big and exciting. So, so we have like a whole range of, of complexity on the stuff that we make and it, it depends on what we're making. Um, okay, so our next question is gonna be coming in from Will. Hey, so one of my favorite things about Rec Room is the music in the game. It's so catchy and it doesn't get old no matter how many times you hear it. So with that, my question is, how did you manage to make so many different genres as an artist and nail each one of them? Well, thank you for saying that. That's nice to hear. Um, so for those who don't know, like I do most of the music for Rec Room. John has helped me out with a bunch of it. A um, couple other people on the team. Um, but yeah, like that's a good question. Like I've always been like, you know, it is part of my, you know, I've been a game designer a long time. And then my my sort of my hobby and my side project and, and has always been a musician and a composer. So I've just always done that. Like if I'm not working on Rec Room, I'm noodling around with music, playing the piano or something. Um. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it's been like comes comes from. You know, I, I think John and I have a lot of fun working on, you know, he, he'll come to me and say, all right, we want to do a kind of vampire themed quest. 
and it's going to be like this kind of thing and it's this kind of vibe and we'll do a lot in the concept phase of like it's really important to get like a couple of reference images so the art team will often have like reference mood images for like something like uh crescendo and john will kind of like give me some i, I often ask him for like give me some adjectives like how do you want how do you how do you want to feel when you play this thing and then so we'll start with that kind of these moods and these images and then often there'll be kind of a sort of a genre influence like for a vampire themed quest you're like well, you kind of want it to be those classic pipe organs and, you know, vampire movies and all that kind of big dramatic stuff. And so starting from that premise, like we do everything in Rec Room really iteratively. Like we've developed, I think, a really healthy creative culture where we're very willing to share ideas in a rough state and we're not too embarrassed. So I'll send John just the worst garbage you've ever heard. Um, and I'll just be like, how about this? And he's like, this is terrible. <laughs> you got you to do something different. <laughs> And so, uh, and so then we'll just go back and forth and eventually John will stop complaining. He'll be like, Oh yeah, I guess that's okay. And so that, that's, that's my sign that like, okay, we got something, but, um, just as a funny anecdote, like, like something that you'll never be able to unhear, uh, once I say it, I bet is, is very often an input into the themes. Cause from my perspective, like writing the songs for, for the quest or whatever, I'm always trying to come up with like a motif, like just one like for Crescendo, it's the dun, 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 you know, you want that. And so if you listen to the the music for Crescendo, that that sequence of notes is all over the place. It's in like the timpanis and in the rhythm and it, it's everywhere. And um, and often for that stuff, like to get a starting point, I'll often like use the name. I don't know. If, I don't even know if John knows this. I'll often use the name of the quest as the kind of like rhythm. So that is crescendo of the blood moon. <laughs> and it's like kind of a nice kind of like input into it. Um, and so I, uh, so yeah, it just gives a starting point, but yeah, really it's just all iterative um, and just finding Actually, a way to be like, yeah. I, I did, so you didn't supply this one. I supplied my own for the stunt runner theme. I wrote my own lyrics for that melody because it's so catchy. It's ding, 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 ding. And every time I hear it, I would sing to myself, running through those hot stunner nights. Perfect. Perfect. I got to give Cam props on this one because, you know, he, he's being modest, but like, so Cam didn't set out to become the like person who scores all the content in our game. Um, when we first started out, it was just kind of like, well, we need music. And Cam was, you know, really helpful and was willing to push some stuff together. Uh, but I remember a very specific moment was when we were ramping up to build uh, the rise of Jumbotron. I was uh, like, I had a pretty clear vision for what I thought the tone of the music would go well for. And I was part way through like, Hey, we don't have a lot of funds, but, hey, can we just start working with some pretty well-established established electronic musician? And I was doing that. I had emails going with a studio. They were sending us samples, and I was having back and forth with them creatively. And then Cam just was, like, there at the ops with his iPad and his Korg synthesizer, and he just took a stab. He's like, hey, uh, th this is kind of like what I'm feeling. And I, and I was like, well, let's let's give it a shot. And then Cam sent it over, and I was like, man, this is good. This is really good. Like we put it in the game and we were playing our really prototype levels to Cam's music. And I was just like, wow, this is a Cam sits right next to me. This is a whole lot easier to iterate on than trying to go back and forth with some studio in LA. And it's like, you know, and honestly, I kind of love it. <laughs> and so the, the part where I know Cam would be modest is I've, I've told Cam before, I think 
the the music and the sort of um, uniform sensibilities and quality through the music in all of Rec Room is one of the strongest uh, forces of gestalt we have. Like you kind of know you're in Rec Room when that music written by Cam comes up, and you know I think <laughs> mm-hmm. he just has a very signature style. It's goofy, it's quirky, but it's really well done. It's got a lot of detail, um, and he just kind of gets like. What are the hooky things of various genres that need to represent moods? Like, I think I think you do a great job of that stuff. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have a, we have a lot of fun. But yeah, but I, but I would say like the secret to everything we do is is just being willing to iterate and being really willing to like kind of just work collaboratively and kind of take feedback from each other and and not take it too personally. You know, like so that that it's amazing how much of a superpower that is for creative endeavors if you can like leave your ego out of it and just be like, all right how can we make this thing better? Um, so yeah, so I, I feel, I feel really, you know, like, you know, like it's true of many of us on the team, but I know the, the people here we've worked on so many different like bits and pieces over the years that it's, it's, you know, we've got, I think we've got a really uh, fun working relationship or just, we can try anything at this point and, uh, and figure something out. I think awesome. with, uh, with the music, we've hit this too. And even with the art and the aesthetics, like some of my favorite things in rec rooms are in rec room is when we, we thread the, it's absurd and silly, but also awesome. Like it's yeah. got all those qualities. To it. Well, I know Ryan, I know Ryan, you and I talked about when we were making crescendo, I think like one of my favorite pieces of music that kind of just the way it turned out, I really like that hub music when you get to like the central kind of castle foyer in, uh, in crescendo. And I know Ryan, you were really happy with how that turned out visually. And I think those two together, like just created such a cool mood Like we, we were pretty happy with that one. We're like, yeah, that feels really good. The like pipe organ. Yeah, yeah, the one that starts with the hop. Oh, and an example of the type of silliness for iteration that we can only do because we would sit there next to each other was we had that room that flips upside down, which is an homage to to Symphony of the Night, Castlevania. And Cam's like, hey, we have this harpsichord piece. Like, what if I just actually invert it and play it backwards? And I don't know if it's truly backwards, but it sounds backwards. Yeah. It has that kind of backwards reverb on it. So like all of the reverb in that track works backwards. So it starts before the sound and it goes, (laughs) anyway, I could nerd out about the music all day, but I probably shouldn't. (laughs) I love love the jumbo rising jumbotron theme. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I I learned it on guitar and bass at one point and like, did like a, Oh, awesome. (laughs) That's great. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. I'll be cleaning and I'll like start whistling like, or like humming the uh, dorm room music. Like it's just, it's really, (laughs) really good stuff. Awesome. (laughs) That's great to hear. It sticks in your head. It's super iconic. I'd love to hear it. So next up, we have a question coming in from Betty. Hey, Creeper Betty here. <laughs> super excited to be here. <laughs> um, so I don't really have a question. Um, just basically, I wanted to say thank you. Um, thank you for giving us the opportunity, first of all, to celebrate Rec Room's fifth anniversary. And also, um, I know, woo-woo. <laughs> and, um, you know, and also wanted to thank you. Uh, Rec Room has provided us with a, plat- you know, the platform, tools, and cameras to create sets like this one we're in today. And these features are one of the main reasons why the VR chat show exists. And combined with, you know, the dedicated team here, it produces exclusive content for viewers, again, like we're doing today. (laughs) So I just wanted to say thank you again for creating a wonderful place where the adventures are endless. Well, thank you. Honestly, like, no, so 
that that's lovely to hear. But like, you know, it really is endlessly inspiring to us of like, you know, one of our favorite things around the office and that the office Slack is always filled with check out what people have built, like check out this thing that someone built. How did they do this? This is amazing. This And it's just an endless source of creative energy inspiration for us that people like like yourselves kind of come together to make like a show and kind of like, like we love to see that like, you know, like very often the best stuff in Rec Room is, is built by groups of people. So it's really nice to see people kind of form crews and like, you know, put on plays and create rooms and create shows. Like it's just really endlessly energizing for us. So, so right back at you. Thank you. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have a question coming in from Justin. Hey guys, uh, first of all, thank you for taking your time out of your day and coming to chit chat with us, especially around your birthday. I know it's probably pretty hard. Um, but anyways, more, uh, I've got more of a fun question for you. Um, what was one of your favorite bugs in one of your builds that people may not really know about? My favorite bug of all time was Dracula in the park. Uh, <laughs> that, that did shift. That did shift. <laughs> Does anyone um, remember that one when we shipped Crescendo and like Dracula yeah, okay, kept showing yeah. up in the park for some reason? <laughs> 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 so that was hilarious. Yeah. I think it was because one of the artists had saved Dracula in the park because we were like yeah. making a uh, making an image for, for promo shoot. Or Dracula was yeah, there for the promo shoot. Promo, yeah. Oh yeah. And so Dracula was saved in the in the park and. <laughs> I think they just committed the file to production and then like no one no one's like playing the park you know to to quality because like we, we never really update it um so yeah. it's really get checked every time we ship but uh but yeah that, that slipped through the cracks and then sure enough <laughs> one's just like getting attacked and directly being hyper aggressive it's hilarious I re- yeah, that was that was a good one. I remember the um, I really liked the ice skating bug in the rec center that we had right after we did oh, when we first yeah. did smooth locomotion. First, where when we did smooth locomotion, you could walk like there was still a few bugs in the underlying system and stuff. And I remember like someone people figured out that you could oh. kind of ice skate and like slide around and had this kind of really crazy thing. And there was just basically a couple of nights in the rec center where you could just go in and people were just like doing these crazy ice skating loops and having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably you, Marisa. There was one where there was like we accidentally had maker pen permissions turned on in the rec center as well, and people just went crazy decorating it for, for like one night, and we we're like, "That's not meant to happen." That was you. There was a couple, a couple of creators did that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this one was wasn't so actually a. There, this wasn't a bug. This was a real feature and testament to the programming Josh did. So when we were building uh, Jumbotron, Josh identified like, hey, there's a lot in common between the way the bots work and the pathing they have and they're spawning. And so he just made it effectively possible. Like, hey, we could spawn anything here. And I just had misconfigured a, 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 a encounter to spawn goblins instead of uh, robots. Yeah. <laughs> and it just worked. Like how, how, cra- how often in software do things just work? but it's because Josh <laughs> programmed it to work. And so that turned into a real Easter egg. We like put it in there and that was the, the Kevin Goblin guy. Oh yeah. Uh, I got a good one for when, sorry, one where uh, we didn't ship it. It was, um, it was the mirrors for CBM. So, so the mirrors for CBM are actually based on the cannons from ILS. It's mm-hmm. kind of like taking the same source from there. So when we first started making it, um, I think we had like a rough prototype of the mirror that used to kill Tractor Spoiler. And um, when we first set it up, it was just like not configured correctly. And I remember just like going up to it 
and interacting with it. And then I just started like violently spinning around the cannon, just like at like doing three sixties at like a hundred miles per hour. And it's just like my entire screen was just like, just crazy whirly, like just going like, ah. um, So yeah, definitely did not ship that one, but it was, a, it was a fun experience. Well, oh, one of my favorites had to have been the disc golf bug, where if you uh, spam grab the disc for a few seconds, you could just run with it. Oh, I didn't know that one. Okay, that's news to me. Oh, no, no problem. Oh, yeah, I was just going to mention, I, I didn't even know this was a bug. I literally thought it was a cool new feature to the Maker Pen, where when you selected a different color, the Maker Pen, act, like, certain shades of it became that color. And I was like, oh, my God. Goodness, they're geniuses. <laughs> this is so, are you kidding me? And then I learned later, I think, like, actually, that, that's a bug. I'm like, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. This kind of bugs. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, my, oh, I forgot about this. It was so long ago. Before you guys had the neon, we used to kind of break your game a little bit to, to make it there. Oh, yeah. And there was one was time where we got a cool gradient yeah. going across that I we never seen again. But, yeah. It was great yeah. that you found that. I was thinking about that we... when we're talking about how how do we choose features to do. Like it's very often when like that neon we put we put neon in the game because people had figured out how a really happy way to do neon, and we're like, oh, we're at, we better do it for real. Transparency, you know, like <laughs> Windows, yeah, yeah, like Windows yeah. too. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. All right. So next up, our question is coming in from Jason. Being a seated player, um, uh, I'm basically I'm limited on crouching and stuff in the game. I'm just wondering if there is anything that you guys are going to put in the future that make it a little easier. I mean, I could still move around and get around, you know, get a little dodgeball action in. But if, if it comes to where I have to crouch in something, that's where I have a problem. Just wondering if you guys are maybe having any future yeah. updates. and Better support for yeah. seated players. What do you think, Josh? I, I think that's a really well-timed question, and you should keep your eyes peeled on updates in the next couple of months. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely something that I think we think would be really cool to support. and, and yeah. Josh is being coy, but uh, but yes, like we we should have support for that at, at some point. Yeah, no, we, no, in all seriousness, we are going to ship a seated mode feature in the next couple of months. Um, hopefully, a little bit sooner than that. But specifically to, to sort of support what you're describing. Of, hey, I'm sitting in a chair right now, and I wish that I could crouch and I could stand up. And that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're going to take it really seriously. I know this is definitely going to help a lot of people. They're going to be very you know thankful for that. People that are not able to crouch themselves, you know, it's definitely going yeah. to. Uh, at least brighten their day. So it's going to be a good cool yeah. day. Um, okay, so I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the AMAs. You know, I watch them all the time. And uh, I know you're very, you know, how, how do you put this? You, you cannot say a lot, which I completely understand. But sure, yeah, yeah. Since, since we're all gathered here today, we're all friends, right? We're all friends. Um, is there right. anything you can, uh, you can definitely kind of like tease as what is coming up? Um, so this isn't going on the internet or anything, right? No, all these cameras. They're actually made. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> going on my VHS collection. Uh, the um. All right. What can we tease? What can we tease? Um. I got one. Tease. All right. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So like we've we've teased this for a long time, but I think if you look back in some of our blog posts, there there was one blog post that we talked about. Um. It may have been like body shapes or head shapes, but we talked about uh some hair and and uh and uh. It was meshed with uh, some other features, but, um, but, you know, we kind of put that on ice for a long time, but there is, there is some active momentum happening on that front. So stay tuned for some fun updates with, uh, with hair. Right on. Yay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. People are always asking us, mm. about asking us, are we ever going to make other ROs? Yeah, hmm. well, I remember <laughs> talked about you know some some early work we were doing on vehicles like a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so, someone someone did talk a big game about vehicles, didn't they? Yeah, somebody. <laughs> not going to name any names. Started talking about that. Um, and we may or may not have been working on that since then. So yeah, so yeah, if we're if we're teasing things, we might we might we might say the word vehicles and and just let oh, that really? linger in the air. Oh, we might use the word. <laughs> yeah, I think about the the, the monorail we have over here. And oh yeah, we might, yeah we. It's we, really excellent, but it might be even a little bit better if you could sit in the seats. Yeah, that might be good. That might be uh-huh. good. Okay. Yeah, so that might be good. And um, the other words we might let linger in the air are some some costume thinking. Maybe yeah, some costume. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a little bit earlier. Just, about just, some, just some random words to kind of spit out, you know? Right. Just but yeah, no, I, I'm always very evasive in the AMAs because, you know, because our production methodology is very iterative and is pretty chaotic. Like, I always want to be really careful about making explicit promises because I definitely have had my fingers burned a couple of times by doing that. <laughs> but um, so it's always, I'm trying to balance, like, you know, what, what can we say for sure? But um, but yeah. So there, those are some those are some teasers of things that we're like kind of poking around at. But we always yeah. want to be careful about saying this is going to happen for sure right now because then everyone gets mad at me. Right. How about this? Mr. How about this? I can say we have a really exciting summer. Slash vroom vroom. Put your seatbelt on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. All right. So we are going to uh, take some questions here from the audience here in just a second. But before we do that. Um, if y'all have anything else you'd like to add, either about yourself, you know, experiences, literally anything, feel free to uh, take okay. this time and just let's hear it. Sure. I mean, I look. I guess all I would say is, um, you know, I just for anyone who's watching the video who's a rec room player. First of all, if you're not a rec room player, what are you doing? Come and play rec room. Um, but for those of you who are playing rec room, I just want to say thank you and just express uh, our love and gratitude for anyone who spends time in rec room. You know, we're really all about like like we talked about before, bringing people together to to express our creativity. So we just couldn't be more excited by just uh, you know what people come and bring to the platform, bring in their their creativity and energy. So just thank you to everyone for that. Um, just you know, all want to send that message to the community. Yeah. Again, echo that sincere gratitude and appreciation. I feel really fortunate to just be able to sit here and talk to all of you and 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 feel the love that you have for Rec Room. It's motivating and inspiring. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. This space, this community, these questions, all of it—it's incredible. Like this is a this is a real event that you all put on, and we're just guests. And it's just so great to be here. Yeah, likewise, you know, super excited. And I'm always just blown away by what people are creating and creating together as friends and communities. Um, just like a little bit tidbit, like, you know, we're looking at your stuff every single day. And I'm basically every single day, something gets posted from the community to our internal company channels. And like, I just love seeing all the reactions and people like, oh my God, check out what this person did. And and look what they're creating now. Like it just really blows me away. So, um, so love seeing that stuff, and uh, and yeah, excited to see more of it. Can I uh, can I add a little factoid as well? So, um, yeah, in the last please. in the last eleven months, the size of the team has doubled. So you know we're going to be at about one hundred and four one hundred and four full time employees 
Um, I was employee number 50 11 months ago, and we're still continuing to grow. And so anyone who's interested in actually being a part of this growth that we're doing here and what we're building, definitely check out recroom.com slash jobs. If you have a specific questions, you can email jobs at recroom.com. I'm Got Seb. You can ping me on Discord, whatever, uh, however you want to get a hold of us. Just uh, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's it's super fun being a part of this. That's been a it's been a really obviously it's been a kind of a crazy year for everybody. And um, you know, for us, we've we've hired a lot of people who have been working with us remotely. So a really interesting thing for us over the over the summer is going to be, um, you know, seeing more and more of the team come back to the office and figuring out how as a company to work half in the office, half remotely. It's kind of just a really interesting time of growth and change for the for the company but um you know it's like for the for the previous five years you know at, through you know from starting as a very tiny team to now being a team of over 100 like seb says um you know we've always figured out how to roll with the punches and, and i think it's, it's testament to you know honestly like i couldn't be more proud of the team that we've built you know this is i've been in games a long time and um, i've worked with a lot of teams um, and I got to say the, the, the rec room team that we've been able to build is just one of the best development teams that I've ever been blessed to work with. Um, they do incredible, incredible work. So yeah, just, it's, it's going to be a really, really fun summer. I think it's going to be a really, really fun summer, but, um, but yeah, look, just thanks for having us. This was, this has been so fun, but, um, I'll stop rambling. We should do some more questions. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All, right, All right. So we're going to now kind of open it up. If anybody here does have a question, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll pick somebody and uh, kind of go from there. All right. Let's see. Is it on dog? <laughs> we've been talking about, you know, past bugs. We've been talking about future things coming up or not. Um, I So there's a feature already in the game, but it's not updated. And that would be the deck of cards, which uh, mm. I've been wanting for a while to be more updated and brought into the modern era. Like, I don't think it has screen compatibility right now. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just sits in the clubhouses. I was yeah. wondering if there's any plans to one go in fix what was uh fix was like you know holding back the cards from you know being updated and put into the palette. And if there's any like, are you guys gonna update it? Maybe make it compatible with CB two. So I mean, eventually for sure. I don't know exactly when. Like you know, that's that's something we often talk about. We kind of call it the the play gap is like things that screen players can't really do that VR players can. And so we're definitely interested in like finding ways. You know, you'll never get. We'll probably never get the screen players to be as expressive as VR with tracked hands and everything. But we want you to be able to at least do the same thing. So like pick a card and look at a card. So yeah, I think we've definitely got work to do. I don't know if we know exactly when that'll happen. Despite the fact the team is getting. Bigger, you know, we still have to be really intentional about choosing what to do and when and prioritizing. And so, you know, right now that hasn't been the top of our list, but it is on our list for sure. We do we do intend to get to it, um, but we've got some of that exciting stuff for the summer that we're focusing on first. But you know, just even bringing up the question is really helpful to help us understand yeah. how important it is to go fix. Alrighty, um, let's see, Shug, right? I, I really wanted to, it's not so much of a question, it's more of just a, I just wanted to put it out there as a, I guess as a compliment and as a, and as a, as a thank you in that um, something I think that everybody assumes that, you know, Rec Room is a very social game, but I don't think uh, I necessarily keep people talk about the realities of that. I mean, uh, in a pandemic, you know, uh, world that we've been living in, um, I have found Rec Room very, very important and I'm not even a very social person. Uh, you know, like last Christmas, we did a rap video. I don't do that. I shouldn't be rapping, but Rec Room allowed me to put that out on my channel. 
And, you know, and that really, that was a real turning point, I think, for even me doing stuff on my channel that was just more silly. And that was something I would never have done if Rec Room hadn't been there for me. You know, I've made a few friends, um, you know, like Jason over here, who have become, like, daily, lifelong friends, and I've never met him. Yet when we get in Rec Room, we go over and give ourselves a virtual hug, and it feel <laughs> like I'm spending time with him. And it's something that is very special um, to myself and I think to many other people. And I just wanted to put that out there as kind of a, you know, it's not just games, and I really appreciate right. that. Yeah. No, I, I super appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's that we feel the same way. And like, it's, you know, obviously so much of, you know, the pandemic and, and COVID was, was, was just horrible in so many ways, but it, we did feel like a lot of gratitude at being able to be at least in some small way, a way of like that people could be connected. Um, just like you say, you know? And so, yeah, it's like, we love hearing those kind of stories and we, we feel it ourselves. Like some of my favorite rec room memories are like, my family is all in Australia. And so I've had some really kind of just nice moments when, you know, my mom has, has gotten into a quest and I, I can kind of like take her on a tour of the crazy world that people have created. And she's just like, what on earth is going on right now? But, you know, but it's a, it's a way I can be connected with her in a really interesting way. Um, so yeah, just totally agree with that. And, you know, for all of the, the craziness and, and horror of 2020, that was a, you know, a nice bright spot was just like seeing people use rec room as a way to connect is just really delightful even with our teams and our teammates in 2020, we, we got a lot more practice about like planning time to get together outside of work. And even if it's a work meeting, we would do, you know, other tech for video conferencing or something, but there was nothing that made me feel like I was amongst humans again, <laughs> like getting into rec room and actually being with my, my co-developers yeah. uh, that, that made it, that's, that's yeah. a lot more that tolerable. That's actually been a, a fun thing is like a, a recent thing is like, cause most of the teams on rec room, we have morning scrums, you know, like usually like 10, 10 30, like we have like a little team stand up meeting where everyone kind of plans out their day. And um, every Friday, the team I'm currently scrumming with every Friday um, is field trip, field trip Friday. So instead of doing it in like a video chat or anything like that, it's, it's get a crew, go visit some room that someone wants to recommend and we'll, we'll go have our stand up in some crazy like treehouse or like on top of a dragon or some ridiculous thing. But um, yeah, no, I, yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. And like, and it, it's always lovely to hear about the connections people make in rec room. Like it's just what a blessing, you know? And I mean, one more thing just to add to that. I don't know if you guys are even aware of this, but like these creatives uh, in the VR chat show, they put on a, a release party for a video game uh, studio and they had an after party where they had a live DJ and we had people on the dance floor from, from Brazil and the U S and Canada and the UK. Yeah. And it was, and you know, it was, it. it was, I'm not even, I don't have a lot of time to spend in rec room, but that blew my mind. I mean, and, and the way that people you'd, you'd see the, the drunk women dancing in a circle on the dance floor and the guys who didn't know what to do with themselves talking off in the corner. It was just like real life. It was fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. We, we love that. We love, we, we love people socializing. Nope. Oh, here? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So, Rec Room, obviously, five years. You'd mentioned at the early start that you really didn't know what to expect from this thing as far as if it would be a failure or whatnot. Obviously, it's a pretty big success. Um, what in that time has surprised you most about Rec Room, whether it's like a room or a creation or how people have used it? Like, what is kind of really like, wow, like that? I did not see that coming. The first thing that jumps to mind for me is just the, the desire to create at all you know the, for a long time we didn't have any creation tools right and we we're the Wii Sports of VR you can't make games in Wii Sports um 
And, you know, there's a group of, of folks who were playing like games like Sardines in, in some of the paintball maps, right? And you couldn't do anything to even turn the, the voiceovers off, right? So you're trying to hide and, mm. you know, it looks like you're the first one here, right? And <laughs> that was a big inspiration for us. Like, oh, we're being stupid. Of course, people want to express themselves and, and, and make their own spaces. And, you know, if only we stopped getting in their way. And that was a huge eye-opening moment for me personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's similar. It's like the getting the creation uh, going. And then I, I'm always just blown away by how much time people put into their creations. And, you know, it's not just like a afternoon thing. People are spending you know, days and months on creation, and you can really see it in the end result and seeing that kind of quality uh, be delivered through some of the some of the fundamental tools that we that we get it's just like very eye opening yeah i don't know i yeah. i mean i definitely would would co-sign all of that for sure i and i think i think for, maybe that maybe this is not a good answer but it just kind of is what what's going through my brain for me like it's like it's something that's been a really interesting journey over the last 5 years is like the way the way we kind of have chosen to work as a company, like we talk about how we choose work and um, Josh will probably laugh at me about this because we talk about it uh, all the time, but like we have this very goal driven approach to design at the company that was like, is really like not something that we've, that I've, that we've has been so formalized in previous companies I've worked at. Like obviously you always have kind of goals and, and like that you're trying to work towards, but it's really the, the foundation of our, of the way the company works is this goal driven process um, at where we kind of like say to the team, like we, we, we have high trust, we have high autonomy, like we've really set up the company to be like this really distributed decision-making kind of mechanism. Um, and so it's been a very, I wouldn't say a surprise. It's just been a really pleasant validation of that just general approach of starting from the premise of trusting people, um, and giving them a lot of freedom to work in the way they want. And just seeing that really work on a system for, for five years, that approach has been working really well. And we're just going to keep doubling down on it as we grow. That's been just really great to kind of see, like, you can just, you can place trust in people and they will live up to that trust very often. Um, and so that's just been a really great thing of just how the company works and just how we think about managing the team um, has been a great thing over the last five years. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. Is there anything that particularly surprised you in the last five years? No, I mean, it's, it's been cool to see actually Rec Room grow from, you know, the first time I played was on the PSVR and it was amazing then and just seeing it flourish is probably the, not the surprise, but just kind of the coolest thing to see that it's just continuing to grow and be bigger and be better in every way. And I think it's just, you know, I'd love to see where Rec Room is in five years. That's going to be wild i mean where vr is in five years who knows but uh it's, oh, yeah. it's cool to yeah, see same. How, yeah. just how much it's yeah. just been you know it's how much the success record has been it's been it, it's, it's awesome yeah no i'm right there with you it's it's, mm -hmm. it's been been fun like yeah and we think of like where how far we've come in the last five years and i was kind of going to say before like one of the really interesting things about like the creative tools and all of the like systems we build like they're very kind of additive and like you know we they kind of build on top of each other and so there's kind of this accelerating effect. Like, so I think the, the distance we'll be able to go in the next five years is a lot further than we've come in the previous yeah. five years. Um, cause we'll be building on top of so many systems that already exist. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be like rec room in five years is going to be pretty wild. Hi, my name's Hambone. Uh, I want to say thank you too, because, um, if it wasn't for rec room, uh, she probably wouldn't have ever started streaming or content creating. Aww. And now we're doing that full time. Mm. So, 
Oh, Thank you. Yes. Congratulations. That's great. Our lives probably wouldn't be where they are today. So, um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But what, one of the questions I had, and uh, for 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 us, we do a lot of content creating, a lot of streaming, and things like that. But we're always trying to think of innovative ways on how to interact with our community. Um, it's really cool to be a VR content creator and be able to actually go into VR and meet your audience and uh, create genuine friendships and relationships with them. And something that I've been wanting to do and have yet to really find the platform to do it on is eventually I would like to actually, while she's doing her live streams and things like that, to have a, a large virtual audience. And I know that there's some limitations and like shadowing rooms and things like that to actually, like it, like if, if whether it be a DJ or whether you're showing a screen or somebody is um, up speaking, uh, to bring everybody into a room, maybe 40 at a time per room and shadow that together. That's something that for us, we were really wanting to eventually take advantage of. Um, I'm not sure if Rec Room has any plans in the future for that, but my question kind of leans towards, you know, what, what is that even possible? Is that going to be a possibility in the future and so on? You ready for one of my trademark evasive answers? <laughs> the, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, so here's how, here's how I'll answer that question. So a great question. And I totally get what you're saying. Like, you know, the, the ability to take an event like this and expand it to an audience of hundreds or thousands of people in real time would be super interesting. Um, and so what I, what I can say about that is like, uh, who here went to Recon one last year? So a bunch of yeah, so a bunch of people kind of went to Recon like that. You know, speaking of you know an interesting event during uh, the pandemic, you know that was really interesting to see for us. Was like, you know, for, for us we did very little work to specifically support Recon. You know, obviously we were supportive of it, but we didn't do a lot of like custom engineering or anything. So to see an event that the community was able to organize that took place over a weekend and was like literally larger in terms of attendance than, you know, most actual real life conferences was pretty wild. And, um, and so that was great. We loved Recon and just, just loved the energy of it and the organization of it. And, and then, and so after the event, we were like, okay, give us feedback. You know, what are the main lessons from Recon one? And the absolute number one top of the list was, you know, we had a thousand people RSVP for our event and 40 of them could get in. So that was obviously something that there was a lot of complaining, you know, people like, man, that, that kind of sucked. Um, so he, without kind of making any concrete promises, I will say that we heard that feedback loud and clear uh, and that we really, really hope that that's not a problem for Recon 2. How about that? I'd like to uh, update. I didn't have an answer for most surprising one, but to me, I, I think for it, for me, the biggest one last year was Recon. Uh, I remember early yeah. days of Rec Room thinking, you know, if miracles happen and someday we're successful enough as a company to have a convention about Rec Room, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> you know, awesome. this isn't like, this isn't taking over the, the Penny Arcade Expo downtown, the, that or anything, but we had uh, a very fully featured, uh, super enthusiastic, amazingly decorated mm -hmm. convention virtually with yeah. tons and tons of people. And like Cam said, we, we had talks where, way more people who wanted to go than could. So yeah, that is definitely a use case we're interested in. I, I don't want to make any wild promises, but, but <laughs> for sure we are poking at it. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So, Rec Room. I'll tell you what. Rec Room has. We basically have this community. We've we're able to create. People are also putting themselves out there. They create content. They're building a following, right? And 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 a fan base and a fan base like that's incredible like we have this society in here this community in here people actually be building fan bases in this metal in this metaverse i'm just curious okay about you guys who do you guys fanboy fangirl who are you who do you nerd out about that you've seen in this <laughs> world if you have like you know like oh i'm a you know i i know this, you, I, 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 this question was inspired by you by the way i was like oh i am curious all of you guys just let it out be honest be are honest. you asking us to play favorites right now pal is that what you're saying <laughs> no not at all no like like who are you and why like okay i'll start with radiant go ahead radiant tell us go so, ahead, radiant. so i was a little starstruck when uh, yeah when i uh saw misery and and the costume work from that we all looked at in our uh, orientation presentation. The other one, the big one for me was um, the work that Snox did uh, for the, I believe it was Rec Center. Mar Marisa can correct me, but yeah, whenever I see Snox has published something, I gotta go check it out. Yeah, no, but, but see, honestly, I'm, this is maybe a bit of a, of a cop-out answer. I'm consistently blown away by the work that Marisa does, speaking of someone here in the stands. You know, just incredible. Yeah, sure. Absolutely blows my mind. Sort of the first person to demonstrate to me that like you can you can really make incredible content with the tools we have here. Um, and so, yeah, really really fortunate we get to work with her, and, and she gets to do that stuff for a living. And uh, Marisa is like a, I think we were talking about this metaphor the other day of like she's a, a watering can sprinkling inspiration and creativity all over the place, and then that just like multiplies. <laughs> Yep. Personally, <laughs> for me, it's just like I love at the end of all the contests and just like jumping around to the winners and, and seeing those those playlists and going to see all the incredible rooms. So like, there's there's always like some standout creators that um, that I keep seeing. Like I, the one that keeps on mind is like like Fandor and the the adventures that that are made for that. Um, I just love those experiences. And, yeah. Did and, was that Fandor? Who did the one with the in the current contest with the 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 dorm that like collapses and you're in the weird experimental thing. That's Fandorn, yeah. and Fandorn, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it's it's great. Yeah, you know, serious answer power is like it's it's hard to pick a favorite because like there is this just kind of like people just coming out with crazy new stuff every month. It's hard to keep up, you know. The thing that too that really sticks out as special in when when I look at the people who have made this stuff here and how they represent what they're proud of is I'll often see like the credits or the the photos of the people who worked together and there's nothing more touching to me than like it wasn't this person who made this it was the chemistry of these four folks almost like a band right. or something like you know they right. they were better mm -hmm. than the individuals they they came together and created something and had hard problems and worked them out and played to their strengths like that is that is just so special just to, just to bounce off that like i love awesome. the endings for a lot of these contests and stuff where or rooms where like the credits are a thing like yeah. you don't see yeah, that in yeah. other games like you know like traditional <laughs> games you know there's you know a credit roll and you have got maybe they get a little bit creative with the credit roll but like the credits in the rooms that, that you all make are like experiences in themselves with like reveals and uh highlighting people's strengths and weaknesses like i just love seeing how that's expanded for games and like that's an expansion in the games experience not just 
rec room experience. And I think yeah. that's incredibly powerful because it's a brand new frontier. Now we just need to get music in rec room. Need music tool. I know. Hey. Right? Yeah. I was just. <laughs> I love seeing. I was just thinking there? that. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's, it's coming. You know, someone who's like really into music. Like we've we have not scratched the surface of music creation tools in rec room yet. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Oh my God. Oh, There's so much we it's can so, do. <laughs> it's so cool to see the specializations you get where somebody's a really good uh, circuits guru and they help out yeah, different right. teams. And, like, you know, that's one of those on a long enough timeline. Surely it will be your discipline, is I'm a great composer and I write music for people's totally. projects. Yeah. yeah. And that went, and, the, and just, you know, the. One of the one of the one of the many reasons we invested in in Circuits V2 is it sets us up for uh, interactive music stuff because it's so much faster, more reactive. So you can do things that are like music speed and music because music is really sensitive to latency and stuff like that. So anyway, like I said, I could nerd out on music all day. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do we happen to have any more questions? Cool. Knock. So uh, my question is actually to Marisa there's a lot of like template rooms that are being created and i'm like glad to see that because it really gives creators like a good starting point on um you know the maker pen tool just kind of seeing what they can do with it at environment oh, i keep turning sorry <laughs> so my question to you is what's kind of like the process of you know coming up with these different types of themed rooms or you know like uh how do you plan out like where the buildings go and like oh where everyone can kind of see all these different assets that they can use for their own rooms. So, and the, how long does that take usually? Yeah. So it, we, um, for, first off, we try to look at what the community really wants. Like right now we're, we just launched the beach template. We know everybody wants to, wants to be on the beach, right? During the summer. <laughs> so that's one of the important things that we wanted to launch is yeah, everybody needs a beach room, right? So what, what does that look like? And we need to give them flexibility on, uh, moving the shapes around, what do those shapes look like on all platforms, how do people interact, and how do people learn in that environment? Can they just throw a bunch of inventions in there and have a great time with their friends? So those are the main things, is that, is it simple? Can you move it easily? Can I select this easily? Can I, um, can I just throw a bunch of stuff in here? So that means that we have to design the maps to be like about 50% ink or less. And then, <laughs> and then we have to create tutorial experiences so that they can help get themselves started and just jump in with a bunch of friends. So there's a lot of like technical things in, like everything has to be frozen because when a uh, new creator is just jumping into a room, pulling out their maker pen, mm -hmm. they might, they're going to be grabbing a bunch of stuff. So things that you don't want them to grab yet, you be frozen and you teach them how to unfreeze it and edit it and all that stuff. So. Um, that's where it happens. And then we just think about simple layouts, like, um, can you move this house around? Can you move this environment around? Can you move this tree around? What does that look like? How does that feel? And we just make it super simple. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's really cool to see that. And it's definitely, it's a whole thing on its own when not only just building what you want for people to use, but also ink management as well is really hard to do because you got to make sure that they also have enough creativity in the room for themselves to make so yeah, that's it's it's really cool to see that. So. Yep, it's a good place to get start get started. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, pal, go ahead. I I have a question for this side of the room over here, YouTubers, YouTubers over here. Yeah, okay, you guys. YouTubers on this side too. Over here, YouTubers over here. YouTubers in the that's back. YouTubers all over right YouTubers now. YouTubers in the back and YouTubers in the front. 
Okay, all you, t all of our YouTubers. Okay, you guys, you guys have been a part of you know growing with this community. I'm curious about how you've used or this platform to how how have you used it in a way that helps you um, build what it is that you're building. You know, I know this could be its, its own conference panel, but if you can summarize it, because it's Rec Room birthday time. You know, how has this leveraged <laughs> Rec Room, the uniqueness of Rec Room, to help you guys? Uh, the fact that Rec Room is so accessible um, and we do reach a younger audience where their parents are wanting to know what they're on, wanting it to be accessible. Some can't afford VR headsets, so they have iPhones, you know, things like that. That's helped us build our community um, in such a way that we can literally be like, let's all jump in and let me play a game with you. Like, that's so unheard of, you know. And for them to even if they do have a VR headset to be able like for I'm a hugger I love to hug <laughs> and so for me <laughs> to actually be able to hug them in a game um, especially during a time when they're lonely we're in a pandemic um, and meet and greets are not a thing right now um, so to be able to do that you know whether they're on their iPhone or they're on their Xbox or their PlayStation um, it doesn't matter because we are still connected so the fact that it's so accessible is such a game changer um, and that's what's really helped us grow our community and keep it so close. Yes, hugs, more hugs. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to add, I'd like to jump in. On, Fox, whoever. I'd like to jump yeah. in there quickly. I'm Chris, so I get gaming guys. Um, oh, yeah. I just wanted to say that like my channel is basically game reviews, but um, and that's kind of what I like to do. That's what I do. But the things that I'm the most proud of, um, in some ways, have been the things that I've done with the VR chat show. Um, in the fact that we've been able to interview developers, do, you know, do dance parties, do, you know, like get togethers like this and have entire creative teams that we've gotten a chance to talk to and, you know, doing rap videos that I have no right to do and just things, things like that that are like, they're the really creative things that I've gotten to do outside of what my main channel has been. And, uh, and so I think it's allowed me to, I guess, like, you know, show a side of myself that I would never get to do other than that. Um, so yes. <laughs> everybody's looking around. Um, I never got to like, actually personally thank you all. Seriously, thank you for, you know, creating this wonderful world. Um, a big part of what I actually do and, you know, I'm able to do YouTube full time now is because of what y'all created. Um, I didn't necessarily try to do YouTube full time. I just, I started out playing a game, you know, Played a few escape rooms. I tried Rec Real on the Alpha Weekend and absolutely fell in love with it. Everything was so buttery smooth. The pans hit so hard. I love it so much. Um, but, you know, it, you guys kind of like gave me a, a stepping stool to just be creative. You know, I, I got into VR not really knowing what to do, and I wanted to show people the virtual world through my eyes. And then Rec Room, I, I kept coming back to. Like, I, I love going out. I love exploring, you know, finding new opportunities. But Rec Room is like my second home. You know, I got my real home. Rec Room is my Aww. exact second home. I always come here. And, uh, it, it's, you know, the way we were talking about earlier, Rec Room, it, it's it's a never-ending game. It, it, it continuously goes. It's infinite. And so that's what I love about it. Um, I always see it as like a place I can grow and I can grow my community. And uh, the, the final thing I did want to say, I think I've told Maurice before, but especially you guys, Thank y'all for allowing me to have an item in a game. That's something I never even dreamed about as a kid. So like actually getting that and getting to work with y'all was the coolest thing ever. So seriously, thank y'all. Love it. Love it. And you know, and like I know 
so I, I loud and clear and that that's great to hear and and i understand what you're saying but i want to say like you know when you say thank you for creating rec room like that's not how we feel about it we're not creating rec room we're all we're all creating this together like it's it's i i say it in most of the amas is like rec room is is nothing without the players and it's nothing without the creators you know other than that it'd just be a pile of code and assets and you know it's not that interesting so so yeah so like I, I hear what you're saying, but, but every, I always translate that into my head is like, we're all creating this together for sure. Right. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anybody else? Do we have any last questions here? I, I believe I, that I is last. Thank you. Oh, so go. Go ahead. if it wasn't for the creative tools in rec room, I would have never gone back to university, which I'm studying software development and eventually want to be a game designer myself now. And also you guys gave me a job so I get to live my dream, go to university and just <laughs> something truly great. Love it. Love it. That's great. And I've made friends all That's over awesome. the world, which is quite nice being down so far south. It's nice to yeah. get to meet everyone all over the world. Hey, Southern Hemisphere represent. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people topic, that uh, are here, I've met first. here. You know, the same thing. A lot of people here I've met here. Um, some people come in and I've met after, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like Justin, I wouldn't have known unless I showed up in here. I met him here. You know, I met a lot of different people here. So this is, yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people say this place is second home. I, I kind of feel the same way, you know, as well. I love coming in here, talking with these guys. Just, I could, I could spend hours in here just doing it. All the rooms and stuff, but that's it. I don't want to keep going because I'll go for another half an hour. On. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, with that being said, I'd just like to say, Cameron, and we also got Josh, John, and Ryan. Thank you all so very much for allowing us to interview you all today, talk to you, get some insights to the game. Um, guys out here in the bleachers, thank you all very much. And to the viewers that are watching, make sure you tune in to the VR chat channel. There's definitely more interviews to come soon. And uh, with all that being said, just thank you all for watching. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.